Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to World of Hard 20 Podcast. It is I, your trusted game master, Brian, welcoming you once again to another episode of our Dragon's Demand run-through. Um, before we begin, as always, I want to remind everyone how they can get in touch with the show. You know, it's always important. Head on over to Roll the Hard 20 Podcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Let us know. I know we got a lot of uh, hard 20s this last episode. If you write into the show and send me your address, I will send you out a D20 along with a sticker of the show and possibly a gold doubloon. So let me know because I really look forward to handing these things out. Sorry, I'm a little congested right now and we got to been a little chilly down here in Florida. I'm not really used to these winters, but you know what's keeping me warm? The archives of our podcast. Yep, don't forget, head on over to the website at rollahard20podcast.com. We've got all kinds of shows there. We've got our uh, Riders on the Storm. we got our Carrying Crown, book one. We have uh, several different Delta Green scenarios that are posted there, as well as a couple one-offs from uh, The Sinister Secret of Salt Marsh. So be sure to check those out right now. As I said, we're currently running our Dragon's Demand run-through. I hope you know that because that's what we're playing right now. Uh, I guess I about hit about everything else other than warm up your dice and top off your glass and maybe drink a little cough syrup if you need to. And uh, as Roll the Hard 20 podcast presents episode 34 of our Dragon's Demand run-through. Helping the help. Don't want to miss that. <laughs> yeah. So, so Brian comes in to work one day with his Amazon package. He's all excited. Opens <laughs> Is it that up. a prison term? Is that a prison term? <laughs> no prison term. He opens it up and there's this giant like syringe, like plastic syringe. I was like, what the fuck is that? Is that your anal lumer? Like get it, was it like all a, up in there? Yeah, it was funny because it, it showed up with, with another package that I had ordered. They just like packaged it all in. And it's like some vaginal syringe or something. So I was using God. it to pull like brake fluid out and stuff. I just, <laughs> I can't imagine what this, whoever the, the woman was that ordered this. I'm assuming it's a she, hey, whatever. But uh, she's probably just, you know, messaging Amazon inquiry. Where is my vaginal, you know, syringe? syringe. <laughs> like shit like that. And I'm thankful for it it's hilarious to hear about it, but shit like that never happens to me. And I'm completely okay with that. <laughs> I wonder if that I was just two so, guys having a, yeah. I know so many people that, that things like that happen to. I'm just so glad I'm not one of them. <laughs> Chris, we're shit like that happens all the time. Mm, nope. Can't hear you. Hold on one minute. Hold on. Pull my left eye. What? Yeah. Holding. All right. Holding. First word. Holding. First word. Zooming. <laughs> zooming. Right. I know this one. Still third, right? <laughs> Still third. <laughs> now, I think nope. you got lucky, Brian. That was just the two guys at the uh, warehouse. They were like, let's send this guy some anal lube. It'll be fun. <laughs> they they keep off. sending it. I'll, I'll find a use for it somewhere, <laughs> man. I got so anyone door. at Amazon watching this, we've got some needs for some lube. <laughs> I got a squeaky door. Go. I got a cat that won't start meowing. And I got a dog lights peanut butter. We're good to go, man. <laughs> Damn, the dog isn't 
doesn't hate the peanut butter by now after the things <laughs> he's you know kind of he's been it's conditioned to not fan. like it you know what i mean if i still have it i'll bring it in next week and i'll show you oh, the God. thing oh I, we're not recording next week so what do we want to do you want to do like a sunday or something in real time next week is thanksgiving yeah uh actually what i was going to do is can somebody read that almost there almost there yeah almost okay there. Um, I was telling Ryan earlier before everybody else jumped on, I'm going to send a couple of links to drive through RPG junior. Did you ever, you already downloaded the, uh, the free, uh, Anal loop. <laughs> geez, no, no, uh, manual for Delta green, right from there. Uh, yeah. All right, I think, I, I think I have it at, yeah, okay. I think it gave me a copy of it on a flash. <clears throat> yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to send out the link for the, uh, for the manual for the quick start rules and for a link for the uh for a bunch of pre-gens off that website as well i think the pre-gens are like three bucks the uh the starter kit manual is free so if everybody kind of wants, wants to skim through it i'll i'll run us through something quick i think you know? i might even still have my old character <laughs> that's cool because we'll bring him in i mean that'd be nice to because you haven't been with the other guys. Yeah, I haven't been with continuing on. You know, it doesn't mean that your guy Caldwell wasn't doing some other kind of a of an undercover mission of some type. That's what right. year do Scoping you uh, out. What year do you run this stuff in? Uh, I think it's like between 08 and twenty twelve, somewhere in there. So it's it's just at the uh, the inception of getting to get good phones and stuff. Just starting to phase out of the, out of the flip phone era. But everything, you know, the internet's still kind of in its not really infancy stage, but sure. more dial up. Yeah, yeah. Space still not less at that point. MySpace. MySpace. Two like 2012 was like the very tail end of MySpace. Was it? I don't know that. I don't remember. I don't even know where I learned to text, man. I'm still trying to figure that. Yeah. Yes, yep, dude. Oh, oh, there we go. Yeah. Dude, you see how fast I got that together? Yeah, you, that was the like quickest 18 minutes I've minutes. ever seen. <laughs> oh, fuck you. And it, dude, it just hit seven o'clock. Eat my ass. There he is. Turn Ooh, it down a little. Beard. How's that? Is that better? That's better. Is this no shave November for anybody? Uh, maybe. Oh, Movember? Movember. No, I, I didn't shave down there, so I'm good. Yeah, carpet matches the drapes. That's We're right. It's all that's right. It's all gray. gray. <laughs> it's it's all peppery. Dude, all my shit. Look, all my shit's gray. Now do your balls. Those are his balls. <laughs> oh damn it. You beat me too. Oh, right. <laughs> what do you think Backwards we're looking at? pineapple. <laughs> Fruit basket. This is not the Christmas fruit basket I ordered. Give me one <laughs> sec, Brian. I need to get my uh, I need to get my character up. Well, I'm glad you got your mic working, but let's turn it down a little. How's that? That's better. Again. Okay. I I haven't tuned this mic for. Um... Hold on. How's that? That's better. That's good. Well, no. Just just cue it in on us if we kind of go like this. Or oh, here, how's that? Better, worse, good? Get closer. Wow, I only hear you on my left side, though. How's that? That's good. That's good that's there. Maybe your right your your right that's, side that's like it. needs that's to have your spot. hearing checked. Maybe. It was weird. It was like only coming from one side. 
I'll, I'll try to like talk towards the other side of your face then. Uh, all right. Thank you. All right. Does that sound give better? Me, let me just get my, uh, my character sheet up. Give me one second. Yeah. You said that already groundhog day. Fuck off. <laughs> hey, what do you think about this? Is this too loud? That's pretty loud. Yeah. I was thinking about rolling on something else, something soft. Well, like your dog? My wiener? <laughs> <laughs> Let me roll on your starfish. <laughs> oh, we lost that D20. That was my favorite one. They just fell right in there. It's like no net. <laughs> just down the black hole. Swish. <laughs> Somebody's got to go in and get it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> These are all fun bathroom games you can play at home. What? <laughs> Don't act like you've never done this. Next time, <laughs> send it in with a string on it, will you? That's right. And you too can get a D twenty if you roll. <laughs> if you write in, numbers are D20 already colored in for you. <laughs> the phones are lighting up, gentlemen. So. I know that we've all uh, we heard this last time that we had our last snafu. So everything that I say in the intro is going to sound rather familiar to all you guys. But I got to say it again. Are we ready, Chris? Ready. Yes, sir. Go. Go. Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted GM, Brian, and welcoming the hard slingers. Yeah. Yeah. Episode 34 of our Dragon's Demand run through. But before we begin, I got a little business because I like to take care of our business and it's not about fishing out D20s out of your starfish. Huh. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our newest YouTube subscriber, Mike Priest. Thank you for enjoying Radke. As you've said it, Radke is the man. Radke. Also known as J-Dub on the streets. Oh, J-Dub. Next time you need to score that dime bag. They still sell dime bags. All the J Dub. Yep. He's got most of West Palm locked down at this point. For yeah, sure. I just got my right palm locked down. That's it, though. <laughs> Roll your dice now. Uh, second, we are now on Audible, so it's probably because we're somewhat affiliated to Amazon Podcasts. I'm assuming, but check us out on Audible. Subscribe, Junior. I already saw you sent me that screenshot of your subscription. I, oh, yeah. You subscribed, right? You didn't just yeah. show me that we're there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, we're here. <laughs> no, give me my money. No. <laughs> um, and I've been informed by Apple Podcasts Hobby Chart that we are now ranked 168 in Sweden. I mentioned that last time. Those crazy Swedes are awesome. Sweets. That's right. They love know the how to climb team. mountains. And I love that. And if you love us like they love us, then there's a few ways that you can show that love. Number one, tell a friend. Always. Like I said before, if they don't want to listen, you take away their device when they're not looking. You, you go through their photos, you get all the compromising ones, and you go to the podcast app and you subscribe to us, which reminds me, make sure you leave us that five-star rating and review on whatever podcast app you listen to the show on. Also, don't forget to join the Patreon. That's another way you fellow slingers can help us because these hard slingers want to keep their lights on too. It's not every day we're going to have somebody buying us new mics and new cameras and stuff like that. We need new dice. Hmm. Remember... Every time one of our hard slingers and myself rolls a hard 20 right into the show, we'll give you a shout out and we'll send you a D20 and a sticker and a gold to blown. So be sure to write into the show. Damn, Anybody got anything else they want to say? <laughs> thank that? you very much, Adam. <laughs> thank you very much, Adam. Adam, Adam, thank you very much. 
I know I personally haven't met you, but I guess you got East Palm in your hand. So we're going to be moving on. We got it. He's got Anything JW else? in his hand. JW, West Palm. I wish I had JW in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, now back to our reg- regularly scheduled adventure. So after taking inventory of the two rooms on the first floor's west wing, the f- three of you return. There's three of you, right? No, four of you. Shit, sorry. Mannequin no longer. The four of you returned <laughs> to the empty gallery right at the, at the intro, at the mm-hmm. entrance gallery, sorry, and noticed that the door in the northeast along the east wall has been left slightly ajar a condition that did not exist upon your initial inspection. Stubby, you immediately, once you saw that, you pulled out your rapier. What do the rest of you want to do? By the way, I need to know whatever you guys are going to do, if there's a certain marching order, how you guys want to do it. Okay, I know uh, Flint was closest to the rear, so he was taking up the the back end of it. Of course he was. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He was. I would have been, if not the first, then the second. Dempsey would have. Uh, okay, Warren so- will stay safely sandwiched between whoever second and uh, Flint. So Flint, you went first. Or I was first? in the back. Oh, you're in the back. I was okay. in the. I, I was Rosa. Copy that. And Stubby, you were up front. Got it. All right, Frozen. Oh God. Stubby, what would you like to do? So, um. I'm going to go against that uh, east wall, immediately beeline to the east wall, and then um, slowly work my way towards the the door in the northeast corner. But while I'm doing that, I'm I'm signaling to Dempsey, you know, where I'm going. And I'm going to stop short of that door by about 10 feet along that wall. Okay. And then I'm going to wait for Dempsey to, to come up uh, closer to me so we can be prepared. You see his oiled frame approach you stealthily, hair, shoulder length, hands wrapped up, ready to rock. Somehow wearing a wife beater. Um, I think (laughs) as we're coming out of that hallway, you know, because the last two rooms were kind of like, feel safe. He's a little bit off guard, so you know, his chin's a little bit up. So coming out and seeing Stebby run and you know get in a position he recognizes the door he's going to do a quick look around um you mentioned stairs in the room can i look up the stairs to see if there's anybody up there yeah the stairs are in the the southern east corner and i think i described it before it's a spiraling staircase and they go up as well as down now the previous uh time these guys were in there they actually went down at one point but as you look up why don't you go ahead and make a perception check it's going to be a 15. 15. From what you can tell, everything up there seems fairly quiet. You don't see anybody peering down. You don't hear any footsteps coming, emanating from up there. Uh, it seems pretty benign, but very still. Okay. Dempsey just slips off his backpack and his cloak and uh, cocks his fists. And then he slides up next to uh, Stabby and then looks back at uh, Mr. Magic to see what he's doing. Is that like uh, Henry Cavill in that Mission Impossible where he's all... Where he, oh. he loads up his, yeah. his guns? Man, I love nope. that scene. That guy's an awesome dude. The Witcher. He's supposed to be the Highlander, I think. Coming out with New Highlander with uh, Cavill. 
No way. Well, I know oh, he's doing yeah, Witcher. Yeah. Really? There can be only one Highlander? Yeah, my wife hated the Witcher. Yeah. What? What? All the hot tub I, scenes. I, yes. Yeah, no, no, no. She loved it. She loved it. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good looking man. It was a good show. Hates the Witcher. Can't play D&D on Sundays. Dude, <laughs> some stuff is stacking up here. Gotta go. No, she loved that guy. He's he's a good looking man. I love him. He's freaking gorgeous. All right, we know your whole past, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, Warren, I would have chose the chick myself, but <laughs> or the bathtub. Uh, Warren, who is uh, coming out of the hallway and sees like Stabby and uh, Dempsey moving up towards the door, is uh, but is not nearly as cognizant of like is something wrong. I, would probably stop for like a moment look see them that they have their weapons down and then like kind of cautiously like waiting for something to come out like draws out his rapier his his new um uh, uh rapier with his uh crest and um then will uh just as like smoothly as he can just kind of move across the floor to the other side of the wall and then follow the wall up um, behind uh, Dempsey. Very good. Flint? Flint's going to enter the room. Uh, is there anything of notice other than the staircase in the room? Well, it's the entrance gallery. You see the front door is in the, oh. is in the south wall. You see the, the large cage with the dead birds in the northern uh, half dome of that portion of the room. Uh, like I think I'd mentioned that there were a couple of couches on a large, uh, very exotic-looking rug. Yes, and that—that's really it for for the room, other than the door in the northeast portion of the room. All right, and, I'm and gonna the door you came through. Walk up where everyone's at, and I assume you guys are by the staircase. I think by the door. By the door, further yeah. in, then right. Yeah, yeah we're, we're imagine, 10 feet. Imagine you've got the room with, with the half arc, half arch. You've got the door here, and then you got Stabi, Dempsey, Warren, and then if you want to go down and bring up the, the caboose on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll uh, enter the room and, all right, which way to go? I think uh, Dempsey's gonna look at uh, Stabby and just be like Stubby and like put his fingers to his eyes and then he puts his fingers to the door, eyes, door, eyes, door. Got it. Um, so I'm I'm gonna uh, slowly move towards that door. Um, can I do a, um, a perception check and if I can hear anything, maybe smell anything? Something that would tip me off that there may be something on the other side of that door. Yeah. Yeah. Just tell me what it is you want to do to, to encompass whatever role you're going to do. And you can do multiple roles on different things. If you want, just let me know what it is you want to do first. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to, um, that door, is it opening? If you're facing the door, does it open to the left or the right? The handle would be on your right and it would swing inwards, which is away from the gallery from okay. uh, right to left. So and the hinges how, would be on the left side. Okay, and how side. open is that door? It looks like it's be, probably between an inch or two. Okay, so I'm going to move right up to the door jam. 
and um, just put my ear as, as close to the, the opening as possible without exposing my head and, and listen for any sounds. I'd like to take like a minute or two just to listen. Okay. And that is going to be a 13. 13, from what you can tell, you don't hear anything on the other side. You get a, a, a wave of some kind of a smell coming out, though. And it's not a bad smell. Uh, but I can't I can't determine what the smell is. Uh, not from that, no. Okay. It's bacon um, bread. <laughs> so I, I look back at Dempsey, and I point to my ears, uh, and then kind of... Uh, um, <sighs> <laughs> yeah, point to my ears and then kind of at my throat, like I can't, I didn't hear anything. And then um, kind of do like a sniffing motion, like I smell like, something. Like a line. Yeah, exactly. yeah, right? Dirty oh. Sanchez. <laughs> pencil mustache. I'm so glad I'm here with a bunch of classy individuals. Well, you're here to class He's the out. place up. Exactly. So I, I just kind of do like a sniffing motion and point to the door to Dempsey that I, I smell something that isn't like normal. I right. want to kill um, people and not go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Can I whisper like stealthily um, and just say, is it trapped? I haven't Ooh. checked for a trap yet. I'll happily check for a trap. So I, I look at him and I just, I nod that uh, I'll, I'll uh, let's see. So... I nod back and then I look at the other guys and I nod. We all nod. I'm just trying to figure out what you two are up to. The GM's yeah. nodding at you too. So. <laughs> Warren, Warren is like, so yeah, I, okay. I, I think even the danger? dead birds are nodding. <laughs> So I am going to sense, uh, you know, see if there's a trap there. Okay. Um, I rolled an 18. An 18? There are no traps that you can discern. It looks as though the door had just been left open. Maybe not intentionally either. Okay. Or, or maybe it was haste. Who knows? Okay. And I look back at Dempsey and give him a thumbs up that it all looks clear at that point. All right. Uh, you said the door opens into the other room, Brian? Yes, it does. All right. I'm just going to walk in like I own the place. <laughs> so as you swing this uh, this door open, you notice that it enters in on a room that's 30 feet by 40 feet long uh, from the northwest corner. You can tell immediately that this was the manor's kitchen. You could smell like dry food that is still out on the counter, nothing that had been cooked. You see that the countertops themselves from where you're standing are all wooden. And even from here, you can tell that there are deep grooves in them. Uh, along the top above the counters, you can see that the shelves themselves still have some, some almost like ball mason jars up there with pickled items in there. You see some hard tack food up there as well. Uh, and then in the southern wall, you can see that there are two doors. And against the east wall, you see a large red curtain that seems to separate a portion of that, that kitchen. 
Is the curtain completely closed? It is closed. And I'm alone in the kitchen. You are. Okay. I'm going to step in. Is there anything, footprints or anything on the ground? Anything? Any no, tracks? From, no, nothing like that. Uh, you got to kind of imagine that the uh, that this house hasn't been abandoned for long. I mean, the whole witch tower incident happened, I think, like either yesterday or the day before. Uh, so at ago. one point, Hung Clay was in this house. So, you know, it wasn't that it was abandoned weeks or months ago. I mean, this was recently occupied, occupado. All right. I'm going to move into the room and just call out to the other guys. Seems like the coast is clear. So Stevi being the closest to that door and hears that he, he enters the room. I still have my rapier out and, and still just kind of scanning the room as I enter um, to see if there may have been something Dempsey didn't pick up on or maybe the environment changed once he's in the room. Um, um, can you explain, because I wasn't in there, can you explain the room to me? Sure, as you enter from the north, well, it'd be the northwest corner because it was the northeast corner of the other room. The room extends away from you about 30 feet. So it's going from east to west 30 feet and from north to south 40 feet against the uh, the north wall and the eastern wall are countertops and shelves that are uh, like 10 feet by 10 feet. And then in the lower eastern portion of that wall there's a red curtain that seems to be dividing the rest of that room off and then in the southern wall there are two doors imagine like you see the doors behind me in my room right here so there's a there's a door that's in the southeast and a door that's in the southwest of that southern wall and which southeast has the curtain or southwest does the east wall itself does and then is the southwest door open? No, both the doors are closed. Okay, so there's a double door on the southwest, curtain on the southeast. Let me draw this really quick for you. I think I think I understand what, what it looks like. I'm just trying to understand which has the double doors and which one has the curtains. No, there, there's no double doors. Just because my no, office there's... has a double door doesn't... Oh, there's, okay. There's two doors. There's one to the... the... Uh, northeast and one to the southeast. Okay, so you okay. come in right here. Yep. There's counter here, here. There's a curtain along the eastern wall, and then there's two doors. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And just a counter, are there any stoves or anything like that? Uh, there looks to be like a I wouldn't say a makeshift hearth. It's it's definitely designed to cook food, whether it's bread or heat up stew or something like that. But it's it's not like a stove. It's more like a like a cutout where a pot would hang, and then you could see that there's a flute that goes up. Okay. Is there fire in it right now? No, it's cold. Can we okay. just investigate a little bit further, see where that smell might be coming from? Sure. Um, what do you want? Perception check. Uh. Yeah, that would be great. Go ahead, give me give me one of those. That is going to be a 19. 19. It smells like it's coming from the southern portion of the room. These people were probably cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> southern portion. 
And you said it's like a sweet? It's not like a putrid smell, like a dead body or something? No, it's not putrid. It's it's like a combination of smells. Um, kind of a... It's sort of pugnant, but it's... Uh, a lady's it's a little, perfume? Little, little, little gamey, little Swedish. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, like Swedish. That. Number 168 <laughs> on the podcast. Um, you also get like faint uh waves of food in the air too might just be their dining room down there to the south yeah know? warren will um uh um, um like we'll wait a few seconds after stabby goes in and then warren will follow and warren will um look around the room with uh detect magic spell up okay. um aside from like the walls and stuff is um is there anything that stands out as being magical no, other than the uh, like the like you were you had guessed, just the stones that built the structure of the house itself. There's nothing else that's emanating from any of the countertops, or you know the curtain that's dividing the eastern portion of the room. Nothing from there. Nothing from the two doors that you can tell. Um, is the smell reminiscent of like something that's starting to go bad? No, it's. Uh, it's more like a, a combination of like food and sewer. Oh, fun. So oh, there's like a toilet in the back of the kitchen, an outhouse in here. Hey, in case you can't make it. Wouldn't be an outhouse at that point. <laughs> in how indoor, outdoor. Um, okay. What are you coming Flint's, into? Yeah. Flint's going to come in. Uh, is there any difference? between the kitchen and the rest of the house that we've seen, like according to the stone layout or the design of anything? Well, you really can't see the Eastern wall because it's blocked off by the curtain, but you can see portions of the Northern wall. And those are similar to the same stone that you saw throughout the rest of the house. Those big okay. gray stones that were like two feet by two feet. Basically, Warren Warren will gesture, and a mage hand will appear and push the curtain away. Okay. You see that behind the curtain uh, conceals a pair of cots, two of them, and two chests with locks on them. Hmm. When you do your mage hand, you just see Dempsey kind of like, he's just really not used to the magic use, and it just freaks him out a little bit. The hand waves and then disappears. Snaps. Um, yeah. Um, no. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I'll move across the room to inspect the cots to see if there's anything hiding next to it. Anything, uh, any more pit traps. Okay. Go and give me your uh, investigation. Ooh, that's a natural one. Uh, that's going to be an eight. I break my arm. Nope. You do not notice anything uh, as you kind of look at the cots, look at the, the two chests. The only thing you do notice is that the chests have locks on them. Uh, can Flint make a perception check for just personal effects in sure. the, around the cots? You don't even have to make a roll for that. You can tell that, okay. that there's just a blanket on each cot and that's it. Okay. 
Like there's no shoes, there's no shirt, there's no pillows, there's nothing. There's no shelves or anything in that, no. just cots. Okay. Just the two Cosm. cots with, with two chests, one at each, at the foot of each cot is a chest. Okay. Why would these people have cots in the kitchen? Well, maybe that's where Hunkley let his help stay. What a I shitty master. <laughs> what a shitty master. Uh... Warren just gives a gives Dempsey a like bemused look and just says, "Oh, trust me, that is uh, light on the uh, list of offensive that a master can have for their staff." And Warren will uh, pull out his uh, sheaf of papers and start going through the kitchen, taking inventory. Just okay. for personal like knowledge, how tall is Warren? I picture him as like a tall guy. Uh, Warren is, he's a little tall, not really tall. He uh, is like five foot 11. Um, so, uh, he, the, mostly it's just like his features and just the way he moves and the way he talks is very, uh, aristocratic. He's got the stature of a much taller man. Yes. And cheekbones that can cut glass. <laughs> wow. With a twinkle in his eye. Exactly. <laughs> And a as flame in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> in his mage hand. As Warren, as you're going through and you're inventorying the stuff that's in the kitchen, you notice that basically all the stuff that's in the kitchen is just mundane pedestrian mm -hmm. type stuff. It, it probably wouldn't wouldn't be something that uh, the Baroness would try to sell at, at an auction. By the way, I do have a picture of what the Baroness looks like. I don't know if I showed you that yet. Oh, Oh, who yeah. did we get to play her? She's a gilf baby. You know who she looks like? <laughs> Who's that? Oh, I can't remember her name. I'm gonna have to put well, her on that. Discord does me later. no good. <laughs> I know. I'm horrible with actors. You know this. Oh. Yeah, things things that are like that mundane that Warren runs across is he'll like be like you know, it'll be like uh, you know, mundane teacup set containing X number of pieces. Like he'll put like an entry that there's something okay. there, but he keeps it simple and just moves on. Okay. Flynn actually just wants to ask to the rest of the party is, uh, did any of you guys know if Hunkley had higher help? It was no, no mention to me that, you know, he had some kind of staff. No, no. I mean, he may have had a staff. He was a wizard, but seems to me he may have had a staff yeah. Seems to me a place this big would need people working in it. Mm, possibly. Uh, he was a uh, he was definitely a practitioner of some skills, so he could have simply used his own um, magics to keep this place running smoothly. Um, as I am going through, um, Brian, I will be kind of taking note for any like little signs of hired help. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, we'll just comment to the others. Uh, I do feel like if he did have any regular help, the Baroness would have been aware of it and would have informed us. And as you're exp trying to break this down, I need everyone to make a perception check as you're explaining this to the other guys. Hmm. What could possibly go wrong? Make right. sure you write down the uh, stains on the mattress. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on, baby. Oh, that's oh cool. shit. What do you got, Warren? 
Uh, I have a flaccid 20. Oh, shit. Flint? Nine. Dempsey? 14. Stabby? I have a hard 20, but with my perception uh, modifier, that's a 31. Yeah. Hard. Right in to get that, baby. Right in to get it. Right in to get it. So, Flint, you're the only one that probably didn't notice this as you're more taken by Warren's uh, explanation. Ex- ah, damn, I can't talk to my ex- explanation. It's uh, the hard 20, I know. It's got you all It, it left me flustered. Um, <laughs> but the other three of you notice that as, as he's speaking, and you, Warren, as well, you hear some kind of a uh, like a knock or like a, like a scuffle of some type coming from the southwest door. And and which which of us heard that? Everyone except for everyone Flint. except me. Okay. Um, how um, I look at Dempsey? Like, did you hear that? A nod and uh, across the room towards the door. Okay, I, I concurred. Let's let's and uh, so let's go. Let's check does it, that out. Does it look like the door opens towards me, or does it open the other way, Brian? Uh, it opens away from you, like into wherever it leads. Is there a way that I could grab it and just shove it in? Like, just hit the fuck out of whoever's on the other side? Sure. Give me a strength check. Sorry, so, Woodhouse. So aggressive. Oh, no. Not Woodhouse. That's going to be a 17. 17. So you ram your shoulder into this. You see the door move slightly, and you basically just stop, like in midair. The door reverberates and blows you back onto your ass. You see the other guys looking down at you, but you did notice that the door seemed to move a little bit. Why don't you make a uh, everyone make a knowledge check for me, or what certainly you, knowledge. Dempsey. What kind of knowledge? Knowledge engineering. Yeah. Uh, specialty, huh? So that's just straight engineering if we don't have... Yes, or intelligence. Intelligence. If you Actually, if you don't have it, any points in it, you can't make the check. Yeah, I don't have have it in engineering. Flint, do you have anything in that? Not in engineering. Um, Okay. Am am I smart enough to just know if the door was locked and it just didn't, you know, when I twisted it and pushed it? It Actually, the handle moved. It felt like the, the knob was unlocked. Hmm. It just... The door didn't move. It moved a little bit, but it didn't move enough. So Stabby, Stabby extends his hand and helps uh, Dempsey up off up off his ass. And oh, this ought to be good. He's probably almost just as tall as you laying down. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, I helped him to his feet, and then I look. I said, uh, uh, you want to give that another try, but maybe let's try the door handle this time. Nice. <laughs> Um, condescending halfling. He looks at uh, Stebby and he's like, that's the third time you've touched me. Do it again and you have to buy me a drink. And uh, he'll go over and try the handle again. Maybe this time with a little bit less oomph. The handle turns freely. It's not locked. It's not engaged. But it just feels like there's the door's not giving way into the room. And just, if I just lean into it, it won't go. Not with a 17. Yeah. uh, um, Look back at the other guys and just shrug. I don't Maybe Maybe it's locked. Mr. Magic, you got something for it? Oh, I'm not the one who's skilled with locks here. 
and I'll kind of just like head nod towards Stabby. It's unlocked. He was able to turn the key, Warren, or turn the handle, Warren. We just can't open the door. There's something blocking it on the other side. Oh, sorry. I'm too busy taking inventory here. Um, Warren will put away his papers and uh, bring his uh, detect magic over to the uh, door. Um, and we'll just like basically take his time and go over essentially every inch of it. Yeah, there's nothing magical about it. There's mm. nothing magical that's restraining the door either. Can I can I um, do a perception check to see if there's a trap? I, I would think if there was one, Dempsey and his might would have triggered it, but... Okay. I'll do a perception check. It's going to be a 16. 16? You don't detect any traps but you do detect that there's a sound of heavy breathing coming from the other side uh, of the door. Almost two like individuals. That. Okay, hold it. Brian, oh. <laughs> is there a keyhole here? Is there well, a there, keyhole no, in the door? There's no keyhole at all. Okay, is there any spot in the door? Like, is like the door up from the floor at all? Yeah, I would like, say that is, I, I would okay. say that there's there was probably maybe a quarter of an inch. Okay, so Warren's gonna try something, and this You're could be under badly. the door, aren't you? No, well, <laughs> may give that impression. He's gonna uh, write no. on a piece of paper, knock twice if you need help, and slip it under the door. <laughs> you like no. me? Check yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> so I always say Warren. That. Warren is going to um, uh, peer under the door, like he's gonna like get down on the floor, like have his have his eye like see if he can see under the door at all. Have you not seen a scary movie? This is like the worst idea. No, I'm just <laughs> you can see under the door, mm -hmm. but you also see that there's something on the just on the other side of the door that's blocking the door. Okay. I'm knocking on the door i'm actually going well, to flint try to... i'm actually going to cast grease grease okay like i'm going to try to cast it under the door okay i love your expression right now by the way <laughs> <laughs> so the grease goes Tell me what you want to do. So you cast it to go under the door, right? <clears throat> yeah. Um, so let me pull up this spell here because, you know, it's not like this can't possibly go bad. Uh, let me see here. So range is closed. So, oh, actually, I'm sorry. We're going to do this a little bit differently. I apologize. We're going to so, light it on fire first. I was going to, we're going to burn <laughs> the door down. It's like napalm. <laughs> no. So, uh, so the target is one object or a 10 foot square. Okay. Is it an object you have to see though? I can see the door. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm just going to make the entire door covered in grease. Okay. So the door is all black glistening. 
and then I'm gonna uh uh I'm assuming like there's some sort of like um uh oven mitt something like reinforced for uh like dealing with like hot um like handles and and stuff like that yeah there's a, there's all kinds of asbestos in there stuff okay let it lead painted <laughs> doors and stuff. um okay i'm gonna go ahead and grab one and uh grab like a, a nice thick cloth oven mitt something that might absorb at least a little bit of oil and use it to uh try the door again or the handle well the handle just turns it's mm -hmm. it's I know, not but like actually try to like push um, the door open yeah, push the door open. Okay, it's still not budging. There's something that's that's wedged against it, most likely on the other side. Okay. Uh, Flint In that case, to... I will say with a slight bit of a stage whisper here, <laughs> like, oh, well, I guess we're going to, uh, now that the door is nice and oil, I guess we're just going to have to burn our way through. You start hearing a panting breathing on the other side of the door. What is Flint doing? Getting laughing his ass off right oh, now. Oh, nice. Is he He's trying to strike. He... <laughs> <laughs> strike the match. Light it on fire. I was We're doing this right. <laughs> to offer Dempsey um, the crowbar he has and see if he wants to wedge it free of whatever it is. So it would be uh, a strength check plus uh, two for the crowbar. Um. So you're going to try to wedge it into the room, right? Yeah, to try to pry the door open to kind of open it up more. At least okay. I'll give him additional points for uh, the strength check. Okay. And she takes it and just like spins it around his hand, just very deftly shoves it into the door and starts pulling on it or pushing, pushing whatever. It. Yeah. yeah, you know, that leverage thing. <laughs> oh, hard 20, mother... Oh. Yeah! That's the 20... Fine. Give away those dice tonight. Yeah. So, with the twenty, go Thank ahead and you, roll uh, two d fours. How fast did you open this door? <laughs> Three total. Three total. You push the door and whatever was blocking it three feet in. So you see it hmm. open up three feet. He's like, can we this see, didn't work. We can just go through the window. Can we see light in there? Uh, it's really dim, but as soon as you open the door, you're just assailed by this this reeky stench of like body fluids and solids and the stale taste in the air. And somewhere in there smells like bread and maybe old ripe vegetables. Overriped vegetables, I should it's say. It's the produce golem. Um, you hear? I'm bad. You, and that's what you're. That's what you're getting from it until you actually get inside and, and mm -hmm. tell me what you want to do. Uh, oh. Warren standing back and going. Yeah, everybody just oh, oh. fortitude, constitution save. Um, <laughs> I'll poke my head in and just be like, "Hello, hello." As you poke your head in, you see uh, that you're looking in a in a room that's twenty by twenty. You see that there's a bed 
in the southeast wall, a little dresser against the southwest wall, and you see the bedspread and whatnot kind of covering the floor of underneath the bed. And it's from that direction that you, you hear this heavy panting from under the under the bed itself. But you don't hear a response to your inquiry. Um, is it dark inside? Can we? I it's mean, dim. See, um, uh, Warren will pick up like a spoon, <clears throat> cast light on it, and hand it to Dempsey. I'll take the spoon and hand the crowbar back to Flint. Should have put light on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, right. Lightsaber. Um, and I'll walk in. I want to see what's behind the door. That was what was behind the door. It was uh, the bedspread? Like, but, oh. No, no, the, like, the like I described the room for you already. Gotcha. But what was what was blocking the door? Can we tell? There looked like there was a big, like, hutch. that oh, Like a okay. large, uh, like, armoire that had been drugged in front of the door to block it. Okay. Can I grab it and start pulling it into the room to get, make more room in that, um, you know, just open up the entryway so the other guys can get in? Yeah, make a strength check. Give me that crowbar back. Ooh, you got a spoon. That's a seven. Yeah. A uh, light up spoon. Got nothing. You know, just, it, uh, between the grease on the floor that's kind of seeping down there and the fact you probably spent your left nut just getting into the room, you're, you feel a little depleted. Maybe you could find some breadcrumbs in this room or something like that, though. Yeah. Or something else that might be left behind. Well... Uh, um, Warren will dismiss the grease spell. Anything that's like leftover, um, he'll use prestidigitation to clean up. And he'll kind of like, like prestidigitation, like clean up ahead of him as he like slowly steps into the room. And everybody that steps in the room is just assailed by this funk, you know, of, of like old food or food that's been left out and just the stink of human function in a enclosed non-ventilated room mm. but walking in, in the is there any other visible doors no you just okay so there's no doors it's just closed off room what were you saying Dempsey? i mean if if somebody put the armoire against the door from inside they had to still be in this room so i'm thinking they might be wrapped up in the bed they like came in here and died or under the bed Tell me what you guys want to do. Just to be I'll what go you... and yeah, what other guys? You still out there or what do you I have not entered the room. I'm still <laughs> outside, just kinda paying attention to what's behind us. Okay. And, and I I yell into the room uh, and say, What what's going on in there? What what have you guys found? Nobody light a match. Uh... <laughs> Candle anyone? <laughs> yeah, I don't have that nice nifty little ability, by the way, anymore. Uh, yeah, since we switched to Pathfinder. Oh, look, I have a candle. <laughs> oh my god! Just don't drop it. Dwarven mine. Good times. <laughs> anyway, is that an insult um, to my culture? <laughs> Warren will. Warren will. My brother's at, a dwarf. <laughs> Warren will um, gesture. Uh, uh, you said the quilt is on the floor. No, it's like half on the bed and draped down to the floor, covering whatever's underneath the bed itself. 
Warren will um, gesture and a mage hand will appear and start lifting the quilt up. You see scurrying under the bed of this figure trying to get deeper, like, like closer to the wall that the bed is against, trying not to... You, you hear this, this kind of whimpering, cowering noise coming from this individual. Basically, just leave me alone. Just just leave me alone, please. Please. I don't want any problems. You seem to have a problem by just staying in here. Please. You don't know what you're doing. Just, I, I haven't done anything. I've been a good servant to the master. I, I just, just please, just don't hurt me anymore. Please. I, I don't wish to be hurt. Does the master hurt you? He remains silent. You could definitely tell it's a man, but he, he remains silent at this. He definitely feels bad. And he's like, we're not here to hurt you. When was the last time you spoke with your master? Make a diplomacy check on that. I am happy to do that. What's going on in there? What's taking yeah. you guys so long? Guys, come in. There's a man. Come in with a show of force, guys. <laughs> That's right. That's a 21. 21. Get your what was your question, Warren? Um, I asked him when was the last time he spoke with his master. You see him slowly bring his face more into the low light, the soft light of the spoon. And you see this man that's just dressed in tatters. You see that he's just covered in, in old sweat and piss and shit stained and basically unkempt. His face has got some scruff like Chris does. And he, he's kind of starting to murmur incoherently. He's like, I, I haven't seen Master for, for a couple of days. Uh, uh, he just started going crazy on me. Going crazy on both on me, Linus, and, and Saba. And, uh, are all three of you servants of the Master? Yes, we are. But, uh, you know, we, we serve the Master well, and, uh, but he, this shortly, short while ago, I, I don't even know quite how long I've been in, in this place, but locked away. But he, he just started going crazy. He started screaming and yelling. Uh, just, just started going off his kilter. About anything in particular, or was, were they incomprehensible words? Well, first, the master, he kept on about about the Baroness and how she wouldn't remove the witch tower I kept saying how the bitch was crazy and it, it can't be that sentimental for her but he, he just wouldn't have it anymore I, then he started talking about some individual named Barlow and how he had struck a deal with him to to arrange to have some cabals take it down and next thing you know he was saying that they were holding up to their end of the bargain and that this Barlow guy just wanted to steal his books and he just went in a rage. He started throwing things in the house and, and he scared Linus and Saba out. And I just, I started barricading in my, myself in this room the moment that the master started using his, his magic in the house. And then- Is that uh, something unusual for him? Oh yes, a lot of the things in the house, they, the master doesn't like things. 
disrupted in the house. He's very particular. This is this is where he does a great deal of his study in his research. And uh, he just, he went crazy. He kept mentioning the, this individual's name, Barlow. Barlow, Barlow ruined the deal. Barlow didn't keep his end of the deal. Barlow's not communicating with me. He's having the kabolds do other things. I must talk to this, this Barlow. He's not holding his end of the deal. And at that point, when the when the burst of lightning started shot, shooting through the house is when I just, I had enough. I had the only place I could go. I couldn't get out the front door. I know Linus and Saba ran out the door, but you know, at this point he starts talking very frantically. He said, the only thing I could do was hope that he thought that I left with them. And so I just, I ran back here and I, I know there was no way out, but I just, I don't even know why I came up with the strength, but I managed to push this cabinet in front of the door and I didn't, I didn't open it up again until I, shortly after I heard the, this booming noise. And uh, I think I stayed still for probably another few hours before I had enough in me to poke my head out and see that uh, the house was completely quiet. I had managed to get a few items of food. I, I had heard some footsteps coming throughout the house. So I barricaded myself back in here. That was yesterday. It sounded like four individuals walking around. I could hear the birds going crazy. Mm. And then it got quiet again. And I waited, waited and waited. I didn't dare go out. I didn't dare go into any of the rooms that the master said never to go into because I don't know if he's back. I, d I don't know. But he trained me well. He said, don't ever go into particular rooms. I know poor Linus, he looked at certain rooms and the look that he had in his eye when he came back, it was enough to scare anybody. I I, I would trust not to do that again. And, uh... What is your name? Good, sir. Methesic. Methesic. I am Warren, my companion Dempsey. Um, and then behind us here is uh, Flint and the little one is uh, stabby. Uh, I'm uh, afraid to inform you that uh, your master is no longer with us. Oh, Balthus. What has he done? Has that Barlow killed him? I do not know. We do not know. Um, the Baroness has simply, um, at the request of your master's family, has uh, asked that we uh, take inventory of um, uh, the household. So um, you mentioned that there are some rooms that uh, you were uh, told never to go in. Which, which rooms are those so that we may exercise extra caution? Well, it, it'd almost be easier to say the rooms that we were only allowed to go into. Um, that would be, if you will, uh, obviously the kitchen, the the library upstairs, we were never allowed to go into his bedroom. Uh, we were allowed to go into the entryway, into the formal dining room, and into the uh, the lounge area in the west wing. Mm. And of course, we could go downstairs into the storeroom, but we were not allowed to go out of the storeroom. Hmm. Curious. Well, here, let, let me, let, let's assist you. And, and Warren will kind of like 
try to get him to like stand up a little bit, and then Warren will like do a prestidigitation like shower, as it were. I might want to double soap this dude. <laughs> yeah. I feel like like me personally, I don't trust anybody, but my guy is, you know, he probably trusts him. So I would do a sense motive, but I feel like he's like feels bad. Feel so free. Yeah, you know. do whatever comes yeah. natural. That's a 15. 15. You can tell that Methesdic is very afraid of Hung Clay. And although once he learned that Hung Clay is dead, you notice that he he's not as tense. His teeth kind of stop chattering. Uh, he seems to be a little more at ease. He seems to be telling the truth about all the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. there's zero deception in what he's saying. I'm gonna walk out to where my backpack was left and just kind of like ease back and then come and like offer him my water skin. He takes it and, and just starts squeezing it and, and pulling it. You know, as you can tell that his voice, which was a little more quiet and hoarse initially, starts coming back alive now that he's starting to have some refreshment in him. And he says, uh, you know. Uh, the master, he, he consistently went off about the stars and about the dark tapestry, and it was very important to him that the Witch Tower be brought down so he would be able to see the eastern sky. And I know that he, he had a, a great falling out with the Baroness, and I'm sure that, that that's where all this really stemmed from. Mm. I've never met this individual, Barlow, that he spoke of. Uh, do you know I, what? Do you know what this Barlow was supposed to be? The the type of person. What was his occupation? What was he? Is he human? Is he an elf? Is he a dwarf? I personally have never met him before, but I do know that uh, that the master was having dealings with him for quite some time, uh, almost since he moved here about six years ago. And uh, they would they would exchange information, and I know that when we were hired on, shortly after the place was built, uh, he was saying that he was trading certain things, information, in exchange for some of his books. He would trade his books to this Barlow individual, and in exchange, this individual was teaching him specific uh, magic magic-esque things, how whatever they, you arcane people do. I, I saw what you did with your hand and everything. Uh, but he, he just kept going on about this this dark tapestry thing. And I, I don't know anything about that, but I know that right before he started going crazy in the house, he kept saying that Marlow was out to steal all of his books and give him nothing that he had welched on the deal. I know that Linus and Saba, when they left, they had mentioned something about going to the master's hidden cachet, which was some cave north of Belheim. I personally have never been there before, and I don't know whether or not they even made it, uh, but hmm. we had heard the master talk about it from time to time. But do I, do I know what in the realm of the arcane um, the dark tapestry might refer to. Uh, go ahead and make a, uh, a an arcana check. 
That is the one knowledge I do have. Yeah. Uh, that's not amazing. It's a 16. I got to kind of wing this one. Um, I believe that the dark tapestry, even though it reverts, it refers to the space between the stars. It has something to do with uh, the underworld. I'm going to have to look that up. I should have known that you were going to ask that too. I feel like an asshole now, but I will get back to you on that. I will hit you up on okay. the discord and let you know what that means. Okay. And I will also post it on the next episode. So okay. there it is. I think uh, Dempsey's probably getting a little antsy. So as uh, Warren's doing his thing, he's kind of like stretching and like claps his hands, just like steps back out and just like shadow boxing in the kitchen. Dempsey, what's what's going on in there? We're just talking. Talking about guy, what? Guy seems like he's uh, afraid of his master, and uh, he had some kind of pen pal, some kind of weird relationship. I don't know. So he's half dead. Hmm. Did they talk about treasure anywhere? <laughs> they said there's some kind of cachet to the north. Ooh. Stebby's eyes Not light good. up. Yeah. And he looks at Dempsey and says, let's go. Let's go get the treasure. We have to we find out rich. where it is. Yeah. You, sh you should probably check into that, definitely. So, <laughs> you know where oh, it's yeah. going, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Next session. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm pissed off and I need to know what the dark tapestry is. I should have known that. You know what's funny was I actually did know that because I looked it up. Write it down. No, I probably had it last week, and the next thing I know, it's backpedaling. Shut up, folks. <laughs> GM's backpedaling on us. You know what's funny is I can't even find my phone or anything. All right, you slobs. Little, you is known, little is known of the dark tapestry, the darkness between the stars where inhabitants of Valerian believe true madness lies. Few beings able to survive the vast, cold, void of space are too alien for even the gods to comprehend and present one of the greatest threats of the known universe, should they wish to do so. Frickin' Cthulhu. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Isn't that where Cthulhu is? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Lovecraft.